Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can listen to us on Google Play and iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, top of the hour, we'll give a shout out to Mint Apparel. Mint Apparel has what you need if you're looking for a local shop to do screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl. They can even take care of your branding and logo design needs. Check them out at mintapparel.com. That's M-E-N-T apparel.com or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also request a quote by emailing them directly at info at mintapparel.com. Brian was nice enough to sit through all that. How's it going, Brian? I'm good. I, <laughs> I give that an eight. And it took it took one try only. Yeah, we didn't sit we didn't sit here and <laughs> that was listen the, to me fumble through. That it was the times. best first take I've ever heard. <laughs> a one take Jake. That's, That's right. how I get down. Boom. <laughs> Brian's someone that I've been wanting to have on the show for a really long time. Um, off mic, we kind of talked about kind of the shift in the show that. You know, started out and very much still have like the anime roots, but I felt like I was excluding a lot of cool people that I wanted to have on on the basis of like, well, you don't like anime, you can't be on. Like, so that good really that from that you conversation, need to stop being so exclusive. Yeah, like I quit being a you little bit. Bigot. But it was like it really was like that conversation that we had, like me and you had up here while we're at Tower. That was like, I wanted you. I was like, I should have you on the show, and you're, I was like, Do you watch anime? And you're like, No. And I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> no. all right, thanks anyway. <laughs> Which it wasn't like that. I have been in the room but yeah, I was like, when anime has been on. <laughs> you fringe anime fan. I have, I, it's, I've gotten the contact anime, you know. <laughs> anime by osmosis. That's right. Secondhand anime. <laughs> I'm still suffering the consequences. You can hear it in my voice. You still run a little bit with your yeah. arms behind your back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I still um, have tentacle monster, you know, nightmares from time to time. <laughs> No, but uh, me three times. It was cool though. Like you had reached out because it was. Uh, I think you're having some of the people that were like on the same channel. We're on the same channel, mostly harmless media. Yeah, that's right. So you'd reached out and you're like, "Hey, man, jump on my show." So like you had me on Oki Show Show for that's people right. that maybe don't listen to Oki Show Show yet. They will. Can you tell them kind of about what your show is, like what kind of content you do, like the kind of people you have on, stuff like that? Sure, Harold. So the Oki Show Show. <laughs> is a podcast that uh, we kind of go behind the scenes of the Midwest's film and music industry because, yes, we do have one. A lot of people don't realize that we do, but we do. Um, I'm a freelance filmmaker. I've been working in film and TV for probably about coming up on 12 years now. <clears throat> and uh, so we talk to different industry professionals, whether they're in film or music or comedy or whatever. Basically for the people that are trying to follow their dreams working in the entertainment industry, but they don't want to move <laughs> to the shithole that is LA, <laughs> then this show is for you. It's the Oki show show. That's right. It's about, I remember it was it's like Oki so, shows. so simple, but <laughs> I never got it until you like, you said it like that one time and I was like, Oh, duh, it's like a show about Oki shows. Yeah, that's right. It all like, comes together. It's so funny. Like it's just like so stupid that I never realized that that's what it was until we talked about. <laughs> well, yeah, about most it. people think it's just some. Oh, you're just trying to be it's like funny. a name. Yeah, it was like yeah. a name. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, but yeah, it's no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to make a statement here. A show about Oki shows. Well, it's a, a lot of people for some reason uh, call it the Oki Oki show. Really, that doesn't make any you sense. Doubled the wrong word, all. y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but my dad <laughs> calls it the Oki Oki show. 
What the hell? Yeah, he's always like, so how's the Okie Okie show going? Like, like, I don't well, know. I've never heard uh, of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know that show. I'm not familiar, Pops. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I feel like that's like some dad shit, though. Yeah. That they're just like, oh, we go to the Walmart. Like, there's only one. The Walmart, yeah. Just the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's, it's definitely a, it's a fun show. Um, You'll... Know have a you'll have a good time listening to it. It's just I never you like never know what kind of way it's gonna go. And even when you had <laughs> me, sometimes it's random. Yeah, when man. you had me on, we like did a improv game. We like yeah. did some trivia. I was like, dude, this is insane. That's the fun <laughs> part if you listen because like the first three fourths of it is all conversations like right. really cool, meaty, educational conversations like learning how to get started in the industry and stuff. But then if you stick around and you listen to the last fifteen minutes. We play improv games, right? Because <clears throat> I used to do improv. I still do improv, but Kelly, my co-host, she is the improv queen of Oklahoma, and so we play games at the end. And sometimes it's pretty freaking funny. I know with you, we we did some. We did the uh, interpreter game, right? Yeah, it was like, which is not an easy game. It and you, you you handled it really well. <laughs> I remember like we decided to do it, and halfway through, it was like. We should have chosen an easier game. Yeah, like, oh. First timer. But like it was, yeah. I I'd, I'd never had really an ex- like much experience with improv. Yeah. And so uh, Kelly was like, "Oh, it's like whose line is it anyway?" Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Okay, I know what you're talking about." Kelly does a really good job of making it a lot simpler than one would think it is. Because truthfully, right. like improv is like actually, it's not as it's not as hard as you think. Because a lot of times. <clears throat> when people come like to an improv jam or something and they're trying it for the first time, they're like, I've got to be funny, right? I've got to oh, be yeah, funny. It's like the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. They think it's like, it's like, it's not an open mic, man. It's not, you're not doing stand up. Just have fun, you know? Yeah, for just, sure. Just chill with us and like say whatever comes to mind. <laughs> Sometimes what comes to mind might be really dark and depressing. Own well, it. Oh, it was fun though. I mean, it was really funny because it was just like, you know, it's all like off the cuff. So it was like, yeah, it's totally, and it's, when we're doing it in the studio, when it's just the three of us, it's awesome because like there's no, there's literally no pressure. <laughs> Who are you gonna bomb to? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, hey, this is the best like best yeah. case scenario for this. Yeah, that joke didn't land my audience of two. Yeah, you're like, oh well. <laughs> um, well, yeah, like like I said earlier, we we talked about that I'd kind of done like this, and it's funny because like I'm so against like gatekeepers and like. The kind of people that like exclude other people. Yeah. And that's kind of where I noticed that I was doing it is that time that we talked. And I was just like, what the fuck? This is Brian. Like, <laughs> he had me on his show. Why like, can't what the you hell? have me on your show, and Harold? So, yeah. It's like from that, like, that literally caused a shift in like my mindset. And I started like branching out and like asking other people. Like, that's actually the shift where I started like asking like composers to come on the show and stuff. So you're saying that I changed <laughs> you made my show better tunes <laughs> complete 180 well really like in a way yeah definitely because like like i said there's definitely like that through line of anime that's the basis of the show is yeah. like i wanted to start it and and that's even like the funny thing about the show is that like i really want to like try to learn more about anime because i'm always you know i say it probably every episode i'm like the self-professed basic bitch fan of anime like i like <laughs> the the main hits and so i just I'm need trying to, to know more. the basics in general yeah. So I'm trying to learn like, more. My reference, as far as anime goes, comes from the improv days where we used to do shows at anime conventions. So it's bizarre doing. Okay, picture <laughs> picture doing an improv show for a captive audience of a sea of cosplayers, and you don't understand any of the references. <laughs> 
in improv, what we do is short form, so it's all suggestion based. So you have to build a scene around something from the audience they they give you. My God. And whenever they're like, oh, they'll do uh, Charizard. And I'm like, I think I know what that is, but it sounds <laughs> like a disease. <laughs> my Charizard hurts. Oh, my Charizard. No, it's it is, swollen. It's definitely like, yeah, that would be funny to be like on the outside looking in. There oh, is totally. like some cool shit that happened. Like we went to, me and a buddy of mine went to Wizard World when it was here. And um, That's they did an improv. They brought yeah. OKC Improv in and they did a, um, it was a D&D game. Fucking they did a D and D game. That's the best. They crowdsource like the, like the powers, the abilities, the characters. They crowdsource like that parts is of the, the story. Best. Like you when just shout do, out. It when Oki cool. Show Show does convention shows, like because we did SoonerCon this last year, and that's what we do is we'll do live D and D. That was fun. But it's it's the most fun because like especially when you got improvisers or comedians doing the D and D stuff, it's so freaking fun. Yeah, that was and it was. I remember they had said they brought OKC Improv in, so I was just yeah. like, and I recognized a couple people. I was like, oh shit, yeah. But it was it was super fun because like like you were saying, it's like crowdsourced. So like they're asking the people, and they use one of my suggestions at one point where it was like this really intense part, and like they they're like, oh the 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 villain uses his main superpower of. And I was like, diarrhea. <laughs> nice. And they were like, oh, that's God, one of the classics. Diarrhea, um, <laughs> Spaghetti hands. But it was just like, because I was just there, like on, yeah, like right on beat. That's how it's going to be, man. Diarrhea and everybody was like, oh, yeah. God. But um, it's funny, man. I mean, there's, th- there's that through line of like, you don't know what's going to happen. And it's like spontaneous. Yep. And I could definitely see like the appeal No memorization. Of it. That's yeah. my favorite part. What was it? No memorization whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Because I love getting to act and things, but I am terrible about remembering lines ever. <laughs> so improv is right up my alley. Right. So you're saying we don't even have a script or a story. or We don't know what we're doing. Perfect. Well, it's like the someone described improv to me like a really good way once that I've never forgotten that it was like, if you think about a, a show that's scripted and every, it's you're going to watch it back the next time, it's going to be the same. Yeah. Improv is... Like a like a song to a TV show is like jazz to improv. Yeah, I mean, like, well, the the cool thing about improv is that it's um, our job is to make it seem like there is no formula and that it's all coming out of nowhere. But the truth is that there's there's definitely there are formulas that like you steps. follow. Yeah, there's steps that you do follow. Like whenever you do those short form games, like what we played, there's certain tricks that you use. Um, you 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 always bring in um, well I'm not going to get into minutia but there's there's just different tricks like right. you understand how a story goes beginning middle and end right on you understand what character arcs are and that your character has to go through some kind of a change by the end of it so like you set your character up with some kind of a flaw or a conflict you that's what drives the story is a conflict that's introduced in the very beginning of the sketch or the you know the bit or whatever and then you the story is the resolution of the conflict and then the end is resolving the conflict. And so like there's little formulaic things right. that but it's improvisers the, do follow. Yeah, that's like the skeleton <clears throat> of it. And then like the cool thing is the getting there is different every time. Yeah, that, and that's the fun. I mean, like that's why we enjoy stories is not so much the destination, but the journey. Right. And that's the cool thing about any kind of improv game ever is like most of the time we do know where we're going to end. All of, the, all of the improvisers know that at the end of this game, either the person's going to guess it some way 
or, you know, uh, or the hero's going to win, or we know we're going to end on a big laugh. We know that that's when the, right. the end of the thing is going to be. That's the goal. Yeah. And so, like, the fun really comes out of, like, now how do we get there? And it's, that's why it's, it's different every time, man. It's freaking cool. Well, yeah, like, I definitely had a lot of fun being on, and it was just, like, cool to be a part of it, before, you know, for, like, the first time. So that was, like... You need to come out to cool one thing. of our improv jams. I see that you do them all the time. Uh-huh. We do monthly improv jams over the speakeasy. At, is there one? Did you do one at, like, The Root or something? Uh, it's We have one, like a one -off, next one -off Wednesday. I don't know when this comes up. But okay. It'll be the 16th, I think, of January. Uh, Six o'clock at the speakeasy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully you made it to that. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so glad you made it. Yeah, you made it out to his improv yeah. show, and it was probably Boy, it was so great. You remember the one time? The one time, you know? Yeah, several weeks ago when that yeah. happened. Yeah. I can't believe we de-pantsed that one guy, and he and he puked all over the place. It was weird. Hey, you never know at the speakeasy. So. It's true. I mean, they have a bar right there. It's pretty great. It actually is like the only improv jam that you can go to that there's alcohol. Really? Yeah, I think huh. so. Because I, I think OKCI does improv workshops, but I don't think they have the open bar. Huh. So. And they just, didn't they just <clears throat> move to like the plaza or something? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I was like, It huh. is awesome. It the, the OKCI's new facilities in Plaza District looks like straight up something from L.A. Nice. It's really awesome. That's dope, man. Well, there's just like a lot of cool shit going around town, going on around town. So it's just I'm really cool excited to see, to see what happens shit popping with like, up. OKCI okay, has been around for a long time, and like they, they finally got a solid venue that's a perfect spot for them. The Space Sketch Group, like they're they're doing their shows, and Topher's just been knocking it out of the park. So it's it's really cool to see all of that come together, and uh, and I'm on the outside looking in because <laughs> I don't have any fucking time to come to anything because yeah, I do <laughs> this freelance that's that, work. Yeah, that's that freelance life, man. Yeah, so that's a. That's the the selfish part of those improv jams. I'm like, it's my thing. You can come to my thing. <laughs> nah, man, for sure. It's, it's just it's mine, quote unquote. It's yeah. actually hosted by Derek Miller, who's really, really good. <laughs> the uh so like the like I said, the the part, the through line of like what kind of changed my mindset on like the kind of content that I created and the people that I had on was talking to you about um Batman. And that was something Hell you, yeah. you kind of tabbed as like no matter what it is, is it like animated Batman, like that's my shit. Yeah. But Batman Beyond is the shit. Batman Beyond is the coolest. Uh, I feel like, but first of all, just the animated series and what they accomplished with that show and that how it led into Batman Beyond and into the original Justice League and all that. I don't know where the shows have gone since. Right. Because Batman Beyond literally just turned 20 years old today. What? Yeah. Didn't that's feel crazy. old before. Now you do. I didn't realize. Yeah, but now, now you long. do. That's crazy. It's a oh, it's such a good show. But um, just the writing and everything is just so freaking solid. Well, yeah, like the compared to Pokemon. Yeah. Whoa, easy, <laughs> easy, pal. No, I'm just um, well, it's like the you know we we talk about um, an animated discussion a lot on here when when Batman comes up because that's. Josh Unruh and Caleb Masters host that show, and it's all about Batman the Animated Series. Oh, really? Is what they're know. covering at this point. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I would learn shit that I'd never known about. Like, I didn't know it was drawn on black paper. Oh, um, really? See, I didn't they, know that That's either. why the whole show is, like, so dark. Yeah. And then they even talk about a little bit, they touch on Batman Beyond some, 
in that there's things that have carried on from Batman the Animated Series. Yep. That specifically like the, Grey Ghost. Yeah. And and um jeez. I mean there's so many there's so many easter eggs in in uh Batman Beyond. I mean even the villains themselves are brilliant twists of the original villains. Like Ink being a being a basically a, a futuristic version of Clayface. And that's one of the coolest bad guys. That I love Ink that. Ink is an awesome bad guy. Yeah. The bad uh, girl. There was like one um thing that they said that was like blew my mind. It was like the the high school that Terry goes to is yeah. named for like a mayor that was in Batman the See, I don't series. know that kind of trivia. That's yeah, pretty, I was like, what sick. the fuck? That's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what they carry like that granular that they like got some shit like that that like no one would notice they thought. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I don't know if you do this, but like anytime I'm watching TV or watching a movie nowadays, even don't do this, but when you go to a, a <laughs> movie in the theater, like I'm totally, I've got my phone on the dimmest version of it and I'm looking at the trivia on IMDb. Like, uh, let's see, you gotta, I see the actors fell in love in this movie. <laughs> uh, apparently they were also dicks. Like just that, talking though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like I just because I live behind the scenes of movies, like I love knowing what's what's really going what's going down. <laughs> <laughs> How the sausage is made. Exactly. It's fascinating. Just gosh darn fascinating. <laughs> um so I did wanna was that just like a as far as like uh, Batman? Was that just like a product of, you know, coming home and that was just what was on? Or did were you like actively seeking out that show? Like was your were your parents like fans of Batman or how did um, that kind of happen? I mean, it was on, it was, uh, let's see, Batman was on WB, Kids WB, back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, even through the early 90s. But, um, <clears throat> so that's what was on. But I grew up as a military oh. brat where we'd move around a lot. And uh, and oftentimes when you're a military brat, your parents don't feel like getting cable, so you're limited to the network shows. Fair enough, yeah. And they, uh, they so, never know if they're gonna have to leave. In yeah, like a month. <laughs> Why would they? <laughs> but uh, so, Kids WB and um, Fox Kids, I think was was the channel at the time. But those two were the big ones. So on WB, we'd watch the Batman animated series or Batman Beyond, and then on Fox, we'd watch X Men. So those Dude, are X-Men's the shit. So fucking good. And they showed Fox Kids had some good shit too. Like those two key. shows, Batman and X-Men, have the two greatest theme songs Dude. of all time. Of for all sure. time. I will fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> I love that intro. Freaking X-Men is just it's so crazy. good, man. I feel like anytime we talk about 90s cartoons, everybody's like, that X-Men intro though. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember when the movie came out, like they got a couple bars of it in there in the movie. And like I remember, my brother and I used to um, cast the movies. Oh, like oh, this would be cool. So and so was them always because we were huge TNG fans too. The Next Generation. Right. So like we knew Patrick Stewart was going to be Xavier. Like we Damn. always knew he was going to be Xavier. <laughs> we did think that Kurt Douglas was going to be Wolverine. Really? Yeah. What was he in? What's what is he? I think or, he's Ant Man or the original. He's the old guy. Prim. Oh, Pink Prim. yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas, right? Michael Douglas, not Kurt Douglas. Yeah. Oh, like, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> Those damn dirty mutants. <laughs> you know, Kurt Douglas, old, ancient <laughs> Kurt Douglas. Um, that would have been funny, man. 
freaking I can't it's funny because now we have it established that Hugh Jackman is he is, is I don't X-Men. know how they're gonna Huge recast Jackman. that role. But uh <laughs> because I mean X-Men is now I don't know what the plan is with Dark Phoenix or Deadpool for that matter, but like right. now with the Fox merger with with um Disney, I I mean they've got to do something with those properties and like the X-Men franchise has never really done that well, so I don't I'm not gonna be too surprised if that is just totally recast and redone and everything. <clears throat> but the two things they got right was Deadpool and Wolverine. And I don't know how the hell they're going to recast that. Talk about the standalone Wolverine, like the Logan? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that movie was Like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman in the role. They didn't get it right until Logan. But, like, him in that role, he was, like, he had my heart ever since he pinned (laughs) the guy against the wall and did the two blades. Classic. Classic. Well, that shit was, part of it was in Oklahoma, too, so that was dope. That was pretty cool. I was like, I was very upset. That they didn't actually shoot it in Oklahoma. Oh, did they not? They did not. Oh, not man. even second unit or anything. They they shot it all out in Georgia. Um, what the fuck? I've got a buddy that that is one of the actors in the scene in Logan. Um, um, he's he gets he gets killed by Hugh Jackman. That's dope. Bad bad Jackman. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm still I'm I'm gonna try to have him on the show to talk about working with fucking Hugh Jackman because that would be legit. Like, dude's awesome. Damon Carney's his name. He's a he's an actor out of Dallas, but yeah, man, yeah, shot it in Georgia to bastards. be killed by Wolverine in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> that would be my claim to fame. And that's when you retire. Yeah, that's my hang the, it up. I got yeah. killed by Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, I peaked. I have peaked. There is fun. It's funny because like following actors is kind of a cool thing too. That I I accidentally follow this actor um, when I got I got a job at a agency right out of college uh, ad agency mm. and. Um, I was, you know, you do that thing of like, oh, I want to find my new work friends on yeah. social media because I'm a cuck. But um, <laughs> I, uh, so I was doing that. That's the so, first practical use of that <laughs> word I think I've ever heard. So I was just like looking and it was like one of those things like I, it was before um, I really knew a lot of the people well. So like I looked up one of the guys, uh, his name's Christopher Summers. And um, oh, okay. And, well, his the guy like the guy I work with is Christopher Summer. Yeah. Um, but when I was looking him up on like Instagram or something, I found a Christopher Summers with the S at the end. Nice. And um, did he have a brother named it Scott? Kind of looked like like you know it was like one of those things like I didn't know Christopher that well yet. Yeah. And so it, I was like, well, that kind of looks like that guy. I think so. I'm gonna follow him. And so I ended up following this guy, and um. It was like, well, obviously, it's like totally not him at all, which is hilarious. <laughs> and, Classic um, Instagram. But I didn't realize it for like some time. Like, right. I followed him and then just like didn't really think about it. Like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, this is my friend Christopher my Summers. Yeah. So um, I realized it months later. And like, I've, so I just have still kept up with this guy, but he's an actor. And I think he's, I don't know if he lives in Australia or what it is, but. He's been like a, in a lot of these like a, a minor roles in a lot of different movies. Nice. So I just kind of follow his career and yeah. like, I like him. Like, oh, you d- got some a new project. I liked it. Character <laughs> actors and like B or C list actors are some of the funnest people to because first of all, they'll actually they'll respond to you, right? And like, and they're typically very very nice people, and that's usually the kind of people that I end up working with. <laughs> like, right in Oklahoma, we don't get huge stars out here, so like, you know. 
those kind of people are really cool. No, it is fun, man. Like I had on the show, I had a guy who's kind of been like that character actor guy. He's done a lot of voiceover work, a lot of voice acting and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he was work. He was like in a movie with. He was in um, Captain America, so he got to work there with Chris Evans. Yeah, and, hell yeah. He kind of talked about that a little bit, but he's like more on the voice actor side and uh, mocap. He did like motion capture for, for Kratos. Yeah. In God of War. And then um, he did uh, the Rhino and the Spider-Man video game. No kidding. And so I was like, dude, this is tight. Yeah. <laughs> and so. I'd say uh, mocap stuff is some of the yeah, he was, most he, bonkers He was things. talking about it and just like, you know, talk about every, like everything that goes into it and stuff. And so yeah. there's a lot of things you don't really think about because like, especially like motion capture by things like Andy Serkis. Yeah. Like the go-to guy. Yeah. But yeah, he just he talked about you know kind of the process and the things that go into it, and so yeah, it's kind of cool to get like the peek behind. Like you don't really know because I don't really know anything about that industry. Mo, well, especially mocap because like you're not gonna have mocap stuff here ever. It's just never gonna happen. Like they'll have it out in Georgia or at the big sound stages and stuff. But like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do it on practical locations, but like for the most part, they end up having to. Now take this with a grain of salt because this is with this is for, coming from a guy that's never actually worked on mocap scenes. I've just worked with people that have worked on mocap scenes a lot, and uh, they usually they do it on the day, but then they redo it in the studio too, to like to match it up or something. Oh yeah, like that, but to, like refine it basically. Yeah, pretty much. He had kind said of that like, they had done some stuff like that that was like you see that a lot off. in like the behind the scenes Lord of the Rings. Stuff. Yeah. It, it's just fucking fascinating. He stuff. talked about one cool one cool thing that he um, mentioned that he did for Kratos was like that there's like a new, the newer game that came out. There's like an axe that the guy had like, that Kratos uses mm. in the game, and he can recall it. Nice. And um, what is it? I think he has Thor. Yeah. And so <laughs> initially, like he was doing motion capture, and he was like, "Can he recall the axe?" And they were like, "No, well, it's kind of too much like Thor. Like we didn't want to do that." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, let me do the." Let me just get do it so you can capture it. Yeah. And then if you like it, you can keep it. And if not, you just cut it. That's cool. And so they ended up, he did it and they ended up using it. And I guess like, I haven't played the game. So I guess, but um, from what I had Caleb on that episode, Caleb yeah. Masters, he's like, told me that that becomes like actually pretty integral part of the game. Like nice that, to be able to recall that X. So like, that's tight. Still, I'm still <laughs> on a whim. Like, I'm still on PS3. Like, I'm still getting caught up with all the PS3 games. Bro. I didn't start playing video games until, like, probably maybe two years ago. Yeah. So I just finished Red Dead Redemption 1. Oh, shit. Like, a month and a Red half Red Dead ago. Revolver. Red, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Red yeah. Dead Revolver 3 was this new one. That right, yeah, yeah. made that cover. Now, I'm um, with you, man. I don't barrier. have, like, I don't have, like, the newest game system I have at home is a GameCube. Oh, really? So I have a, yeah, I have an NES. I have a... A, a Nintendo 64 and a GameCube. Nice. And so, like, I just don't really, like, I've never been someone that was like, I got to get that new I know, yeah, PS4 I mean, like, and all that. I was I was thinking about getting a PS4 for the new Red Dead, but, like, I just... Who has so the time? How like, do you have that much time? Because that's the, right. like, I've been playing Assassin's Creed 3 for, like, two months. <laughs> it took me, seriously, almost a year to finish Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 1. Just bits. Yeah. Like I could have died from the rickets before I beat the game. <laughs> that old was that old game? Yeah. You died of dysentery. Yeah, he didn't finish the game. He died Oregon of Trail. dysentery. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Died of exposure. No, I definitely like 
I've just never really been someone that was like super into like, I've got to get the newest thing. Yeah. Out of kind of like you said, like I feel like there's other shit that then I was just never really like make the time for it. Yeah. But also like everything costs like an arm and a leg. And I'm like, God damn. Especially when, buy you, an $80 when game? you got priorities yeah. in a in a in a rent to pay a rent. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do anything. I got a rent to pay. <laughs> My life is boring because it's all going to a rent. <laughs> got shit to pay. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be like that though. I got a baby mama somewheres. All my uh, all my buddies like have like switches and like man, I really want like a Nintendo yeah. Switch, and I want one, but I'm like, man, do I want one that bad though? I like watching them geek out on it. Yeah, it it tickles me. We had like um, <laughs> when Smash Brothers came out, the new one. Yeah, um, Caleb had everyone over to the ha- to his house and like we played it. Nice. And so I was like, I'm okay with this level this of cool. like playing this. The only thing I, like I, I have like... to go out and buy the game, you know? Yeah. What I mean? I I wish I could get into more like communal games and online gaming and everything. Oh, uh, right I just on. don't have the time or energy. Yeah. But you're always like day. on the go and like always yeah. out of town and shit. So yeah. Like, it is kind of cool though if I if I end up doing a job where I'm out of town for like a month, then I can bring my PS3 and set it up. <laughs> <laughs> I will Tag finish along. this goddamn game. <laughs> <laughs> but it takes me three years. I played uh Arkham. Uh, Arkham Asylum or Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. I yeah. kid you not. I played that game for two and a half years My <laughs> before God. I finally beat it, Shit. and that was the only game that I played. <laughs> hey man, yeah, <you> <laughs> long grind. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, but the, yeah, definitely. I think like I the... got like halfway through and had to start over <laughs> because so much time had gone by. You're like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, I can't remember how to do any of these combos. There was a uh, there was this time when I had. Uh, left my left the job, and unexpectedly, um, I thought I was gonna have to do, do like my two week notice, you know. Oh but no! But they had told me like, no, like we'll we'll pay you just, but don't come in. And so I was like, oh okay. And so I had three. <laughs> That's weeks. a horrible thing. You know, we'll pay you yeah. just just don't come. We're gonna pay you to not be here. I like That's awesome. You should you, be paying me to I not be here for you years. You so much. I will pay you to stay away <laughs> from me. But yeah, so I unexpectedly had. It was actually three weeks because I gave a little bit extra notice. God. So I had three weeks. So like I was getting paid and I was starting my new job like the next month. That's kind so of I awesome. Was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But yeah, um, living the dream. So I played. Yeah, I played through <laughs> Banjo Kazooie on the Nintendo 64. Banjo Kazooie. So I was able to finish that in a few weeks. But I'm like, yeah. man, like trying to play this over the year would have took me forever. I bet. I really need to get into I because I, I, I have the Arkham games, but I just haven't. I've been I've been tri- making my way through Assassin's Creed Three, right? I'm I can, I don't can I don't pe- do people play multiple games at once? Is that a thing? I I don't I don't is really that humanly know what, possible? like the the normal like gamer experience. I like. don't know either because like I have to know the combos and I I'm locked into those combos right. and then when I switch to a new game I'm still playing the old combos <laughs> so my guy's doing like <laughs> weird things and until it finally adjusts and I know how to use my body again. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even. I can't really, really think about when you're how Batman, I used to. Lost in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> fighting a corner of a building. Thinking of like, yeah, no, I'm like the guy in Halo that's like looking straight up at the gun. Like I could never. Yeah. Where do I go? I always piss poor like the shoot 'em up games and shit. So I'm like, eh, yeah. I'm out on that. My favorite thing about the Arkham games, though, is the fact that Kevin Conroy is the voice to oh, bring yeah. this back to 
the animated series. Well, the yeah, he was actually here with the last Wizard World that I went to that was here. Did in you Oklahoma meet City. him? No, but okay. He, I mean, he well, yeah, it's like the you got to pay to meet him. Oh, but I heard him like talking when he was walking by. I was Son like, fucking Batman, fucking Batman, <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So he that said, was, it's so uh, like it's it's not disappointing when you see the face behind the voice, <laughs> but it kind of is the because man like behind the voice, you've just seen and heard Batman. Right for for like for our age group, I'm 32 now, so I've been hearing Kevin Conroy's Batman since I was like 10. Right, there is no other voice of Batman in my mind. Like no one else can do Batman. So like, but then when you see him, I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, "That's him." <laughs> You're like, "That's it." He doesn't even look like he works out. <laughs> that can't. That's not Batman. Works out the vocal cords. That's Bruce Wayne for sure, but that's not Batman. <laughs> nice disguise. <laughs> yeah. I'm disguised as Kevin Conroy. That dude's got that, yeah, he's got the freaking voice, though, man. It's crazy. It's he so seemed great. cool, though. It was just, like, one of those things, like, those guys make their money off, of, like, going on the circuit and... Totally. Getting, like, you've got to pay $80 to get their autograph yep. or whatever. That's a that's a pretty sick deal. It's tight. Hey, man. And I'll tell you, those, those voice actors are living the dream because the only time that they have to deal with the repercussions of fame is at a convention. That's true. <laughs> they leave the convention and they're anonymous the all super, over again. Yeah, the supermarket, no one's like yeah. knows who they are. <laughs> yeah, unless you know. Let me see Chris Pratt go to the supermarket see if he doesn't. Get, yeah, like, exactly. Blasted. Are you the guy from Lego Movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to hear Kevin Conroy though, like order at Starbucks and just freak. Can you imagine being the barista that's like, like wait, what? Hello, welcome to Starbucks. What would you like? Yes, I would like it dark. <laughs> <laughs> I would like my coffee black, dark. That would trip me out, though. That would I would be like funny. it darkest night. That'd be like a funny like series. Like, that would be pretty funny. Going around with him and like ordering stuff yeah. like through drive-thrus. And yeah. People being like, is that Batman? I am the knight. Brace I am yourself. Batman. <laughs> um, well, you kind of clowned it a little bit earlier, so I guess we'll jump over to this. That's <laughs> what I do. I don't know what your vendetta against Pokemon is. But- <laughs> I, well, it was okay. kind of the two things, though, right? Because it was, it was, uh, I think, did they show Digimon on 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 Fox and yeah, Pokemon on WB? So and, it was and Pokemon like on WB. Duel. So and they were on at the same time. So you had to pick, yeah, you literally had Sophie's to choose your choice. poison. And Digimon was just the more interesting story to me. And I think for me, I've I've always had this problem. It's because I'm a brat uh, of like, if everyone else is doing it, I fucking hate it. Oh yeah, that contrarian. I don't know why. A it's just a rebellious contrarian. nature of mine. If like the entire planet is like, oh, this is the best ever. Oh, we love this. Unless it's Star Wars. Then then I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm behind it. Yeah. Last Jedi sucked. That's funny, man. The uh <laughs> I mean, that's just it's funny to hear like the reasons why people like prefer one over the other or something but because it really well, is polarizing because people are like they draw the line and they're like yeah. are you this or this and i'm like well and also like, did Digimon <laughs> seem like it was it was like pokemon just felt like it was for kids and at the time i was like 10 or 12 i didn't want to be a kid anymore i wanted to be a teenager i'm 12 i want to be I'm, I'm almost a teenager i'm two months away i'm about to be 13 <laughs> I, can't be met, I can't be fucking with this kid stuff yeah this all the kids enslaving animals and making them fight to the that death. Really it's like dog fighting. 
No, see, that's the funny thing. Like, it's amazing to me that Pokemon has not been like taken down by the activists yeah, like eight, who have uh, run out of shit to uh, get mad about. ASPCA has yeah. like called for them to. This is encouraging violence against innocent sentient beings. <laughs> they can speak. They have their own vernacular, and you're making them fight to their death, and you're keep <laughs> and you're giving them a home in a ball. But we monster. Kinda, we did talk because we did like a Digimon versus Pokemon episode, kind of, kind of. Uh, yeah, we never really like well, said who won. <laughs> I realized at the end, I was like, oh, I guess this isn't really a versus episode, but um, it was like Digimon the thing of versus like, yeah, it was like Pokemon. The, the the thing of um, a lot of people th- thinking that like. With Digimon, it was more of like a partnership. Yeah, and I I thought it was just an interesting story of how they go into this digital world. And like it was kind of like Narnia. There was like a Narnia aspect to it. Right, yeah. And where with Pokemon, it just felt like it was catered to kid, like little kids, like little, little kids to me. And like not only that, but I could not for the life of me escape all the goddamn trading cards in school. Oh, yeah. Everyone had trading cards to the point that they banned trading cards because it was a distraction of that magnitude. My God. <laughs> like, I was, when I was in junior high, the world was at peak Pokemon. It was almost like the same, <laughs> like, you remember whenever Pokemon Go came out and the whole world oh exploded? My God. And suddenly the parks were full, full, I tell you, full. It was like the best three months of it my life. It was the weirdest three months. Now, expand that into three years. <laughs> And that was what a junior high was like Pokemon with craze. Pokemon. So with Digimon, it was like, okay, well, this is kind of like that other thing, but at least, at least I'm not like, it's not being like pounded right. into my brain. Yeah, you know, that was kind of like the. I did notice that, like at that time, because I watched both. Yeah, but I did notice that it was like, it was always like Digimon was like the little brother almost, or like the. Yeah, because like yeah. people would like talk all about Pokemon and. They had Digimon cards too, but like no one yeah. cared about Digimon. I cards. never understood how the card thing worked. I like I have a whole collection of Pokemon cards I've never played. Yeah, like Pokemon. I got my mom a Pikachu <laughs> card because she thought Pikachu was the most adorable thing. And I really wanted a Mewtwo card because the movie came out and like Mewtwo was like super powerful and stuff. Right. And I thought that was cool. But um and I like I think the I think the the uh the artwork is is fun. But it just like for me, I've always been more attracted to the plot and the story, right? Because I'm a pretentious ass. <laughs> I'm really more intellectual than anyone. I think it just goes in. I like, have my PhD <laughs> in Digimon versus Pokemon, and I tell you that uh, the intellectual fortitude of Digimon is far superior <laughs> to this poking man, Packy man's Packy man. The uh. I mean, it does kind of show that, you know, going back and looking at the reasons that you're kind of into something more than another, it just kind of shows, like, how it puts you to where you are now because that's, like, <laughs> what of. you're into. Like, you, you, kind you, of. you know, you're into movies. Like, you are the person that is helping create those stories for people now. And it's because, you know, at your... That those formative years <laughs> you're into the youth. story you know what i mean well as a kid like i just got annoyed by uh like annoying anime <laughs> or not not anime I, that's the wrong word annoying animation right yeah um I'll say easy you tread lightly brian 
But like I couldn't get into <laughs> on Saturday mornings they had Sailor Moon and um Dragon Ball Z and I couldn't I just didn't I didn't understand it. I didn't right. understand what was going on. It just looked like people were vibrating. <laughs> this is basically what it was. <laughs> like well, it's just different than what you grew up with, you know. What well, I mean? yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you're like, what is this? Well, and also like on a military base uh like Whenever we landed in Oklahoma, that's when I started seeing this Sailor Moon, Digimon, Pokemon, and Dragon Ball Z. I didn't know anything else other than those four. But like before that, when you're on a base, like you don't really, you get Gilligan's Island, man. Or at least in the 90s, that's what you got. So like we were pretty limited right. to, you know, what we were watching. We didn't really get, anime just wasn't even... An option for us. Yeah, it was like it wasn't even on your spectrum, like yeah. on your radar. Yeah, that's why. Like, I think whenever we came to Oklahoma, and I was fourteen, I think, like I saw, I think I, that's when I saw anime for the first time, and I was like, "What is this? This doesn't look like any of this." <laughs> Where are all these crap? I mean, where's the Disney? <laughs> Where are all these tentacles coming from? Yeah, what, what is all this? <laughs> well, these they're showing boobies. Well, there's a lot of mosaic on here. This, this might be all right. This might be all right. Wait a minute. It I might have went done something here. So isn't so bad. <laughs> Why is everything blurry? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> when you go to Japan and you realize everything's not pixelated, you're like, what yeah. the hell? <gasps> <laughs> this is what they were averting my eyes from. <laughs> they knew better. <laughs> well, it is funny because, like, I think it definitely is, like, it must play into that because... I would not have, I don't think I would have really known about like anime or like been a fan when I was growing up if we didn't have cable and we had cable. Yeah. And we my, did not my, have cable. My, my stepdad. Um, my parents were. Stole like a, was stealing cable for us, which was awesome. Yeah. But. My parents were definitely kind of the old school type because again, it's military, you know, that there's a culture around the military world where like kids, we don't, when you're a military brat, you don't stay in and watch TV for hours and hours and hours. You watch TV for maybe an hour, and then you're outside. Or you're working. You're, you're doing something. Right. <clears throat> I don't know how it is now, but back in my day, <laughs> like, we were outside and we were, you know, playing street hockey or, like, we were playing with the other kids and, like, playing manhunt and capture the flag and all that stuff. And, like, like my childhood was, it felt much more like something from the 60s right some sandlot type shit yeah because we were in turkey like we were in a foreign country and uh and it, it totally felt very much like sandlot like the kids would roll up with all their gear let's go play ball and we'd go and we'd play ball and i was the younger kid so i'd be the goalie <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah when we were in oklahoma we definitely threw down on some freaking batman we were always big batman fans <laughs> and wolverine fans Big, big Wolverine fans. Because in the 90s, that was the heyday of the X-Men. No, yeah, for sure. So, like all those, cool. like the animated series, anything like blank, the animated series, that was like the huge, that was like the 90s for sure. Yeah. You had like Spider-Man, That's why like, I'm, I'm really kind of bummed about the Fox merger because Dark Phoenix is going to be set in the 90s. Right. Which, by the way, those people don't age. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that? Like Professor X has been, you know, John or James McAvoy's age since the sixties. <laughs> I don't or just know. Continue in the story where we left off. Right. 
Very Dave McAvoy bald cra- kind of cracks my shit up, though. A little bit, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Fuck? See here, pinhead. Mr. Clean looking ass. Yeah. That is so funny. Patrick Stewart has a head that it was, I don't think he's ever had a head of hair. No, he just, I mean, there's you, I mean, there's people that look good bald, and he's definitely like one of those dudes that could pull He's got off. a good head. McAvoy, yeah. I don't know. Questionable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, so kind of the basis of the show is like, you know, the, kind of these two things, the, the two ideas of like not only cartoons but music, and the idea is that these two things are like the things that you really get shit on for a kid. And when you're a kid, you like yep. people, if you're into something <clears throat> that people aren't like fucking with, or if it's not like the popular thing, they're quick to give you shit about it. And it really is like that it's more so for anime, but it probably yeah. definitely happens. I've noticed that. Things, That's one thing I don't like is that yeah. the, like people shit on anime kids. It's true. And it's not cool. It's it was because there's like some a, cool anime. Yeah. It was like the phenomenon though. It was like, you're definitely not the cool kid. Yeah, but there's it's there's a lot of parallels with music too because if you're not listening to what everyone else is into, it's like, what the fuck are you listening? to? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's again kind of like it was that was always super annoying to me but because that's like, like I don't oh, want to listen to ever I don't want to fucking listen to InSync, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, but at uh, the same time, like I didn't want to listen to like Fallout Boy and that right. kind of thing. Well, it's just like the thing of um, you know I really think that that's really gone away is is like generations have passed like there's a lot there's a lot more like uh bands and music that's like kind of falls into the different genres like multi-genre music and mm-hmm. stuff whereas when we were i feel like you know around the age that we are like when you're kids it's like i like punk rock and that's my thing yeah. like because i'm more, rebellious yeah putting like i'm you, an individual you put yourself in boxes a lot whenever we're that age i feel like yeah you're trying to figure out who you are and you're trying to separate yourself from your parents and you know, I'm my own human being. <laughs> well, we uh, we did talk a little bit about um, the praise down, which uh, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Alex, yeah, friend yeah. of the show, Sanchez. Um, we uh, and Heath, yeah, and Heath. I need to have him on, man. I need to reach out. Yeah, but um, you had said that you're a fan of Christian music, which I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting. So I there. have uh, I have kind of an interesting background with Christian music in that, like, I came from a very <clears throat> very spiritual family. I don't want to say religious, but definitely a very spiritual family. Like, we, in the military world, right. you don't go to, you know, this specific denomination. You go to what's available. <laughs> so, like, I grew up going to, like, black gospel churches and Lutheran churches and Catholic churches and Baptist churches and everything. Damn, that's not Neapolitan. There. Yeah, we were all over the place. <laughs> but it was great because it gave me a very well-rounded worldview and a well-rounded faith, which I still have. I just like to say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to work on that, I guess. Sorry. But uh, so whenever I was a senior in high school, I was a DJ at um, a Christian radio station called 91FM. KOKF 91FM. I had the Sunday afternoon show. Wow. And uh, it was it was pretty cool. But like we got... I was. I was a fan of the radio station and then I started working there as an intern and then they enjoyed my brilliant personality. (laughs) That natural thing of getting a job and kind of getting a Actually, I think what happened is that somebody got sick and they were like, ah, you control the board. (laughs) The the boy meets world scenario. (laughs) Yeah. Our weatherman didn't show up. Eric, can you be the weatherman? Yeah. Oh, sure. 
So that's how I ended up being on the air. And then I actually thought I did a decent job. So I actually had a show. That's dope. <laughs> they gave me a Sunday afternoon show. Very cool. On a, on a, and it was like a for real radio station. It was 90.9. It's still, it's a different station it's now. now. Now it's Air One. Okay. I was there for the transition of that. That was Dang. interesting. But uh, um, so I had that show. And so like, <laughs> it was kind of my job to know. All the Christian music. But the cool thing the about that station. Music. Yeah, the cool thing about that station though that was that it was not like K Love. Like we're gonna listen to Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> Today we're listening to Carmen. I dance with Who's Cinderella. gonna riot? Like <laughs> we didn't play that kind of stuff. We played Blindside and we played like oh, man. Okay. Demon Hunter. Very cool. And we played Zayo and like all sorts of crazy. Uh, Those are good great bands. bands. Those are good bands. <laughs> Those are great. It doesn't bands. matter if they're Christian bands or not. Those are solid bands. So not only did we play them, but we also had those guys coming in <laughs> the station all the time. That's pimp. So not blindside because they're from Sweden. Oh, okay, I was like, they what? didn't just drop in. <laughs> but that was the exposure that I had to Christian music, and like through all that, I still love love Christian music. Like, right? I love music that has uh, has a spirit to it. That's that's not just you know trying to sell. Set you know, sell downloads and stuff. Getting down on some Matthew West. I, I don't know about Matthew West. Oh, okay. But <laughs> like I'm trying to think of like there's some bands that I was gonna I, say, yeah, hit, hit me with some bands that were like heavy in the rotation when you were like programming. Man, okay. So when I was when I was DJing my show, I played a lot of Emery. Um, I played a lot of um Cool Hand Luke. Man, shout you, out to Cool Hand you, Luke. Yeah, man. Cinematic, that's a that great song. Good shit. Uh, let's see. Emory too, man. Emory was parades, great. Uh, Under oath before they before they switched screamers. Right before define the great line, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And um, man, I would. I it was a Sunday afternoon drive show, so I couldn't play the stuff that was so hard. Like I had to take those bands and I had to you play their lighter Get stuff. Get their poppus poppus yeah. shit. So sure. like Blindside, I'd, I'd end up having to play like. Um, I can't even think of the name of the song, but they're like they have a couple like slow right. And then I'd sneak in. I like they'd give uh, our programming. It would be DJ's choice for like a certain segment of time, right? So I'd like pick. Okay, all right. Well, we're gonna do you know this Under Oath song. Throw that in there, and like it would just be like the craziest. I'm gonna burn fire. <laughs> Reinventing your exit or something. Yeah, some exactly. Shit. Yeah. Did you play any, like, uh, what year around this was this? This uh, was, roundabout. I was on the air 2004 through 2006. The show, or the station was sold in 2006 in June. Huh. I'm trying to think of some other bands around that time that maybe. There were some good ones. Me Without You, maybe? Me Without You, for sure. Um, Norma Jean was a oh, big one. Oh, shit. Shout yeah. out to Norma Jean, Freaking man. Norma, Norma Jean. I didn't play and Norma Jean because... Norma Jean was too hard for my yeah. show. It's Memphis will be same laid with to me without you. Maylene. Memphis will be laid to waste was like one of my favorite Under Oath songs or uh, or Norma Jean songs. Did you play any Maylene? Uh no, oh, none okay. of none of them. Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Um, was it called Fleetwood Max? No, 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 Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did we play them? Uh, I think they had a song called The you Chain. Can go your own way. <laughs> yeah, great Christian music. <laughs> 
Now, see, now I'm getting on my because I have uh, the stuff that I listen to. But yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> platform fifty six. I was trying to think of what possibly yeah. could he have been thinking of. Um, Brave falling, Saints, falling Brave Saints Saturn. I was. I, I really like Brave Saints Saturn. Oh man. Um, yeah, daylight. That song goes yeah. so hard, man. The, the, what was that's cool like about Brave Saints Saturn right? is that they it was all concept albums. They did. Yeah. I think they did three of them, and. Um, it was Reese Roper from from. Um, I thought it was Five Iron Friends. Five Iron Friends. Okay, was yeah. it okay? I knew that it was, was like a side ska project. band, and then yeah. they, this was more was like Five spacey. Back. Really? Yeah, like they they made a comeback. They called themselves the the zombie um, ska band, huh? Because they they made a comeback oh, probably <laughs> about five. <laughs> no, probably more than that. No, I think they've been around for about seven years. Huh? They. Uh, I remember Brave Saint Saturn. My friend burned me a CD. And we kind of had like similar music taste, and I was like, okay, these guys sound kind of interesting. But I, I was thinking I had like Five Iron Frenzy on the brain. Yeah. And then I was, listening, I was like, oh, this does not sound like <laughs> this is like if yeah. Five Iron Frenzy met like Angels and Airwaves or something. Like, yeah, very yeah, spacey. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I still have a lot of their songs on my phone, but like, yeah, I like that that song Daylight's one. I always remember that. Song. That's a great one. And the great. the sun also rises. Is a oh, yeah. great song. Like there's some, there's some really solid songs from back then. That I think like the 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 thing that I get frustrated about people shitting on Christian music a lot is that they're you know the the common accusations that well you're just replacing baby with Jesus or Lord. Love <laughs> song. Which for yeah, Jesus. there is definitely some of that. But take it from an insider, like somebody who like hung out with the bands and stuff. Like they were actually very real people. <clears throat> and uh, some of the songs that they would put out, like Daylight or, you know, like Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste, like those are some fucking solid songs. They are. Solid. You would not listen to that song and think that. No, your, your first band. notion would be like, this is totally a Christian band. <laughs> the, uh, I remember I bought, or I bought, my, um, my dad um, took me to like Mardell or something one time. Probably. Yeah. It was like my birthday. And he was like, you could buy a, great a CD. Yeah. Well, he was like, Mardell. He's like, buy a, whatever CD you want. Like, I'll, buy I'll get you the newest Bible Man video. Yeah. <laughs> Some Veggie Tales. Yeah. Um, he was like, buy you like whatever like um, like CDs you want, whatever bands. Yeah. And so I was like, sweet. So I bought um, Never Take Friendship Personal. Yeah. And Berlin. That's a great one of my album. favorite bands. Amberlin's a great, yeah. great band. I, I don't think they're still around anymore. Nah. But God, they're good. Yeah, they're great. And um, um, the chariot, the fiance. Chariot, yep. I um, remember the chariot. Which is, well, that's that's where Norma, Norma Jean's, Jean's guy yeah. went to. Yep. And so uh, when we got in the car, he's like, "Let's listen to one of these." And so I was like, "Okay." So yeah. I like opened up the chariot. That's awesome. And uh, he was like, "Uh." And so we listened to like a couple songs. He's like, "Yeah, I haven't heard him talk about Jesus one time." <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the cool thing though is that those guys, like their lyrics were clean and they were right. appropriate for kids and stuff. But they were still damn thing they were saying. Yeah, I know. But uh, I mean, I mean, I, I'll totally be honest. And, like, I'll listen to random, random stuff. Like every once in a while, I'll get in a demon hunter mood. I still have shit. Like I have Amber. I still on listen my phone. to Mute Math all the time. Shout Mute Math. Man. That band is fucking solid. I can't like, believe I never noticed. Yeah, those guys are like. <laughs> I put Mute Math and Amberlynn can hold their own. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, those guys, yeah, they're Christians, but it's not... I, I don't look at them so much as a Christian band as they are Christians 
in a band. <clears throat> well, yeah, and that was kind of like their whole. It was like the same thing with like Copeland and yeah, a lot yep. of those bands. Switchfoot. Yep. Um, but the guy DK, the drummer for Mute Math, actually did the show here at Tower for New Year's oh, Eve. I know, son of a bitch, and I didn't. Well, because he he's married to uh, one of the girls from. Um, uh, what's the name of the band? Trampolines. Super chick or something? No, not super chick. It's uh, it's it's on the tip of my tongue. Starts with an E. Not Emory. It's um. Gosh, it's gonna bug me. Band out of Texas, and um, well, it was a, it was a sibling band, and he married one of their singers, and so he that's why he's not with Mute Math anymore, so they can be to, be touring together. What? Yeah. She's like, she was like the Yoko Ono for Mute Math. I'm saying, <laughs> God, what was the name of that band? They were so good. Um, that's gonna bug the crap out of me. I see Sucre. I don't know if that's them. No. It starts with an E. But anyway. Oh, well. He's seriously one of the best drummers I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I think he might be the best drummer. Like, if you actually, if you watch him play, it's one of the most bonkers things you've ever seen. Yeah, he did a, I saw, like, someone took a video of him while he was playing here. And I was like, um... <laughs> oh shit this dude's going in because he's playing like some beats over like some rap music and shit Earth oh cool suit. Earth Suit Earth Suit that's who it was yeah okay yeah 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 I knew it was like something because we I think me and you had talked about Earth Suit not that long we were talking about because Mute Math came from Earth Suit yeah like Earth Suit split up and it became Mute Math and um in a different band that I can't think of the name but um the rapper guy from Earth Suit Right. Yeah. Well, we talked about, yeah, we were talking about them the last time I saw you. Yeah. Because we were just like riffing off a of random, basically what we did just now. Just like yeah. riffing off of random bands that we were like, there's a lot of into or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of really solid Christian bands. Thousand Foot Crutch. Don't forget about them. Oh, Thousand Foot did ever, Crutch. Did you ever listen to Fallen Up? Early up, Thousand Foot Crutch. Yeah. First album, Throw Thousand up Foot Crutch. Rock Fizz. Yeah. That's when it all went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> when you feel no one, I'll drop this. Uh, uh. Um, that is sellout bullshit is what that is that's when um, they're like you know what will sell a lot of albums <laughs> the rock fist rock fist uh, did you listen to um, Falling Up yeah I like them too yeah I mean, there were some good really bands good. Family Force 5 you know oh man yeah <laughs> Family up, Force 5 I don't know how they stayed on Goatee Records as long as they did <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know if they still are. They might still be on Goatee. I doubt it though. Probably not. They've probably been dropped. I saw them yeah. at Winter Jam. Yeah. Yep. Well we can't and we can't. Pillar. Pillar out of Tulsa. Oh my god. Shout out to Pillar. <laughs> Pillar and Skillet. Skillet. I don't know how that guy still has a voice. Dude, for sure. There's a lot of bands that like well that's why um uh that's why Audio Adrenaline they had to call it quits like they're back now with a different singer because they tried to pull a news Guy voice blew his damn voice out he totally blew his voice out kind of like what i'm doing today <laughs> i uh, like that yeah if you if you skip back to the beginning of this episode my voice is a lot more clear it's because like this time of the year my voice is dead it's just it just uh, that happened so to me fast. on the one of a couple episodes ago i had dylan eubanks on yeah and 
man, like I my voice went to shit by the end. Of, I was like, yep. I was like, welcome to Tunes Podcast. We're gonna be talking about anime. <laughs> but we can't we can't uh, leave out your boy uh, David Crowder. I That's right. He's the bell of the ball. David Crowder is a freaking artist, man. He's actually really great. I don't know why I said actually. I don't, he doesn't need a qualifier. Well, he's, he's, he's a great musician, great guitar player, very creative guy. I saw him program a Guitar Hero guitar yeah. with chords. Like he would, li- It would literally play like a G chord when he hit the red and the C <laughs> yeah. chord when it hit the blue. Well, that, that was for that one song. The <laughs> oh, yeah. That song's terrible. That's like a freaking, <laughs> no, nah, man, it's the Falls Creek theme. Oh, man. Well, see, the funny thing is that, like, the rule of thumb with Crowder is that if it ends up on the radio, those are his worst songs. Like, the ones that are not on the radio <laughs> are the solid ones. Was that, how did you, was it just, like, a product of going to church and, like, hearing him? Like, how did you specifically, like find out about david crowder so i didn't crowder actually has kind of a a special place in my heart specifically because i had a real hard time with the church especially um and that actually had a lot to do with the radio station being sold the way it was like that was that was my church was the radio station like everybody there and we're, we're all still very solid friends like michelle and sherry bray and all them like we still keep in touch but uh, the way that the radio station died was a very dark, sad, uh, sad thing that really kind of cut my cut me at cut me and a lot of the DJs there at our core with our with our worldview of like, geez, is this how it actually is? And uh, so Crowder didn't come around in my life until after all that had happened. So like, at that point, I had been kind of. I, you know, I was fresh in college, so I was just kind of like, ah, we're just going to go crazy. <laughs> and, and I can't remember how I started listening to him, but I started, I heard a couple of his songs. I stumbled upon a couple of his songs, and then I bought his album, A Collision, and just became obsessed. Because, like, the, if you listen to A Collision, my personal musical background comes from folk and bluegrass and all that kind of stuff and that was a marriage of uh modern kind of alternative rock with bluegrass in a way that i'd never heard before and uh and just the whole album was about was about death and about coping with death and coping with tragedy and just coping and that was something that at that time in my life like i just needed because like I lost the station, so I lost my my home, like my spiritual home. But then my parents also got divorced that year, so I lost my real home too on top of that. So through all of that, of like suddenly your entire worldview is rocked, so through all that, God sent this stupid album. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and a collision just happened to be the right thing at the right time for me to, right. you know, to keep me from losing my damn mind. Well, the amalgamation of styles, I think, summarizes Crowder's whole approach to music because it's yeah. just like he does not care what it is, like putting sounds together. And if you ever try to learn, like, to play a Crowder song the way he plays it, like, you're going to have a bad time. You're going to have to tune it down about yeah. three half steps. I need those, like, too. some crazy, like, chord structures and mm-hmm. throws in, like, half capos. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. 
I saw him play at a coffee shop one time. There, it was during the Collision tour, and they were doing an acoustic tour on top of the tour that they were doing. So they were hitting these coffee shops, and they were doing bluegrass jams. <clears throat> and so these idiots show up with their fiddles and their guitars, not the band, but the like spectators, people in the audience. They brought their instruments, and they're like, "We're going to the play heck? with Crowder." And so they they jump up on stage without any warning to, to David Crowder or anybody. And they were like, we're gonna play with you. And he was like, uh, all right, well this chord is D flat minor ninth. Yeah, it's like some <laughs> crazy music theory. And they're, yeah, like, and they're uh, like, oh no. Can you just play D major, please? Yeah. I'm just hitting cowboy chords. Bluegrass is all key of C, everybody knows that. <laughs> C and G, the occasional D minor. The, I brought my jug to blow into. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to tune that. <laughs> You just think, that's, just think about what's going to sound like, and that's how it sounds. I could totally see like that, because he's just like, I mean, he's like into it with like the music theory and everything, and like, yeah, he's a very crazy augmented guy. chords and like some yeah. one-off shit that you wouldn't even think of. Yeah, he's an interesting guy because like I now it's <laughs> every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. But uh, so now I work with. Uh, I'm not going to name the group, but I work with a faith-based, um, one of my clients, one of my many clients is a faith-based comedy duo that they tour around. They don't do winter jam, but they do stuff kind of like winter jam. Right. Like why and so and they, like yeah. That. And so they know David from back in the day, like back whenever he was starting out and they still know him and they, I mean, the, all those guys stay in touch and, uh, he's a very interesting guy. <laughs> Like, just to, let's put it this way. He bought the Dr. Pepper, the house that the guy who invented Dr. Pepper, <laughs> he bought that guy's house and he lived in that guy's house for like 10 years. He's just an interesting cat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can see him and know he's an interesting guy. Yeah. <laughs> that that guy crazy is, billy goat beard. Yeah. Big old, and now he's got long shaggy hair and everything. How funny. Yeah. What an interesting guy. I've uh, There's like times when I think about music that I was into when I was, you know, younger and thinking about it now. And I'm like, there's no way anyone remembers like shit like this. Hmm. So that was exciting to hear you talk about or to see you like talking about being a <laughs> rattling fan of off all those bands. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. And the Crowder specifically was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like Crowder's always Crowder. going to be pretty <laughs> special to me. And like, and, um, it's neat because like, I'm. it seems like <laughs> what happens in my life, what seems to be the serendipitous pattern is that whenever I become a fan of something, somehow I end up being personally connected to that. Oh, right. So, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Crowder, but um, the the guys who used to play... Now Crowder has gone on to do his solo thing because he used to be David Crowder Band. Right. Well, his band is now a, a different band, um, but they're still down in Waco. And so they toured with my friends that I work with all the time. So I'm connected with them. And I've also talked to them about coming down to their studio and like recording some stuff down there. And, you know, so it's kind of handy having a podcast. Yeah. You'd be like, you know, I want to talk to this guy that I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of doing the whole fanboy thing and like waiting in line, I'm just going to take the back door entrance and be like, hey. No, we're colleagues. Hey, David. I'm not a fan. We're colleagues. Yeah, Mr. Crowder. Can I call you Dave? <laughs> I'm going to call you Dave. What's the inspiration behind your hair? <laughs> nah, it's, it's, yeah, that's super cool, man. I remember being a fan of Crowder 
um, his songs were like staples in my youth group and stuff. So like very familiar with like his catalog, but we actually, I was at a, an event, um, like a camp in, it's called super summary. It was like, it was out at Shawnee, oh, yeah. uh, OBU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to that, and the band that they had was the band that plays at Crowder's Church in Waco. Oh, okay. When Crowder's on tour. Nice. And so it's called the Dutton Band. That's the, awesome. The street that the church. I think is I remember on that Dutton. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. So they, but they did all Crowder's songs. So it was just like, oh, this is dope. Yeah, that's cool. And so I just remember hearing all those songs and like, oh, I know, I know these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he's one of those guys that like. Like, you know, because on my show, we we talk about music and stuff, too. Right. Like, reg the regional music scene and stuff. And so, like, I've been thinking about talking to the Digital Age guys down in Waco. That's his... The David Crowder band is now Digital Age. Right. <clears throat> and, like, who knows? Because, like, do it, I man. know how to get a hold of him. <laughs> I've thought about it. Maybe. My, my fear is that, like, there are very few people that I will actually fanboy over because, like that's essentially my job is working around somewhat right. known people all the time. <laughs> like I worked with Dennis Quaid and the guy stole my cigarettes. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> and, uh, and like you get used to that. So you, you that the novelty of working like around celebrity yeah. kind of wears off. But I think with Crowder, I might poop myself. <laughs> You'd be like, how did you think of this chord structure? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, yeah, what? I think that my, my interview with him would be very similar to the interview at the end of A Collision, the album, that's like a spoof of interviews. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so uh, uh, what's the, um, so what, what's the, uh, like the, the symbolism of like, <laughs> like there's an atom on the cover. Well, like, what's that about? Uh, just, I mean, so anyway, like, don't even let him answer. It's like the, uh, the guy on SNL. Yeah. Like Chris Farley's character. That's he's like, sweet. <laughs> You, uh, he like interviewed uh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel like I am. Do you on remember this show. that? You were you in that band, like the Beatles. <laughs> that's how I feel like when I'm interviewing people. On my yeah, show. no, like, totally. I am fucking human garbage. Yeah, it's really hard to not <laughs> lose your crap sometimes. <laughs> just that's like, so can I just take a second to just go? Ah! <laughs> well, some of it has to do with, and you, you've kind of touched on it a little bit. That, I mean, you definitely have a background. Someone that has a background in music. You've played you're gigging Dude. around the shows. I do. Oh, Fidelis. Oh, oh Fidildo, the, as we like the, to call it. They're on the comeback. <laughs> hey. Um, no, I did crack up when I saw that you guys did the uh, Baby Shark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit yeah. killed me, man. We, I mean, we, if we can find the time to, like, we have another album mapped out. We just don't know when to find right. the time. <laughs> and, and. Playing shows is is pretty. It's a pretty rare treat for us now, just because right. because of my freelance work. schedule. Man, it's very difficult. And to be totally honest, if we're being candid here, playing shows doesn't exactly pay the same amount as it would to do a job. Right on, yeah. <laughs> to do a freelance, it's more job. like a passion thing. Unfortunately, that's kind of that's that's how it's kind of had to become. Now it's not gone for sure. But, um, yeah, that's one of those weird things of like, as you, as you start to adult becomes less of, it has to become less of a priority. Right. Just out of necessity. It's a bummer. We held on for as long as we could, by golly. Was that, uh, so like the project 
um, starting off and everything? Was that, did you guys start that before? Was that before you guys were married? Yeah, that's actually how my wife and I found each other and then eventually got married was through that band. Really? Yeah. So uh, I used to play solo and she used to play drums for Casey Walking Stick. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, one day they asked me if I could open for them and so that's how we met. As I was open, I was playing some songs. She liked the way I sounded. And then she jumped <laughs> up on a drum set and I was like, who the fuck is that? And, you know, and then like after that, I think a year or two went by before I finally hit her up on MySpace. I was oh like, my God. hey, I'm thinking about starting my own project. You want to be a drummer in <laughs> my project? You posted a bulletin about it? Yeah. On MySpace, you want to be in my top eight? <laughs> and she was like, heck yes, I'd like to be in your top eight. I love your profile song. Step aside, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you had some thousand foot crutches your profile song, so probably yeah, probably probably won her over. Yeah, <laughs> some oh, cutlass songs. Yeah, of innocence. right. Oh, jeez. <sighs> cutlass is the one of those douche bands. <laughs> Just like Third Day is the Nickelback of Christian music. Oh my God, that Third so Day true. and Cutlass. Cutlass is very close behind. <laughs> Nickelback. It's like a one-two punch of Christian yeah. Nickelback. Oh, gosh. Cutlass is so... Any band that named their, their band after a fucking car. They changed <laughs> it to a K, though, so it's cool. That's true. Yeah. It's Cutlass, brah. <laughs> We're opening for Chevelle. That is, I mean, I okay. actually like All right. Chevelle. All right, to be fair, Chevelle had some solid okay, songs. Okay, like Vitamin R. The, the, the distorted bass was pretty freaking sweet. I was going to say... So don't put them in the same. Come John, on now. John, 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 John. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to sound like Tom Waits. Is it sad that I can't even think how to do a Tom Waits song right now? I did. I mean, yeah, low-key shout-out to Chevelle for sure. They're Chevelle's, actually, Chevelle's okay. Well, if they're making it. That was, I mean, there were some solid, solid Yeah, stuff they had at least that. two that I could think of that I'm like, that song yeah. fucks for sure. <laughs> that song fucks. <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> that song fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a young 18-year-old and thinking to myself, this song fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool, man. I mean, I, I definitely see... Um, you know, that that's like a passion of yours for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because like I, uh, you know, like I can rattle off all those Christian rock bands and stuff, but Ophidelis doesn't sound anything like it. No. Ophidelis is all straight folky. We're, we're probably more like Decemberists meets yeah. of Monsters and Folking Men. Folking around. Yeah, we like to folk around. We did a cover of Color Me Bad's I Want to Sex You Up one time, basically on a dare. It was for News OK. They were doing this series where they had a bunch of local bands covering other famous local bands. That's very meta. Yeah. So Color Me Bad is from yeah. from either Oklahoma City or Tulsa or something. Yeah, like that. they went to Northwest Classen. Yeah. And so we had a list of all these of all these bands and like every everybody else was picking stuff like Roger Miller and you know Flaming Lips. Flaming like Lips yeah. and stuff, like really cool, cool, like awesome songs. And we we're like, we're gonna do Color Me Bad. But I'll tell you what, if you look that cover up, it actually sounds fucking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the original. <laughs> like, I am still proud of, because you think about it, Color Me Bad is a four-piece pop band, pop vocal band, and we are, we are a two-piece acoustic folk duet. And somehow we made, we, <clears throat> we were able to like 
transfer it over and like kind of translate some of the pieces, some of the some of the portions of that song. Like the vocal line is that that oh TikTok you don't stop. TikTok you don't stop. So we were able to translate that into like instrumentation and stuff. So it was really interesting to to, to capture those pieces of it and yeah. like throw it in to the arrangement. And here's how you know it's good is that fucking Calling Me Bad themselves gave us a shout out. What? No way. Yeah, they heard the cover and they were like, it's fucking good. <laughs> I'm sure they, they've got a lot of time now. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... <laughs> we're in the same boat. Like, Open Ellis and Calling Me Bad. We're, we're yeah. Come back we to us coming. We have a lot of time on our hands. Color Me Bad opening for Ophidelis on the comeback right, tour. Right, yeah. We'll, just, we'll go on the, <laughs> we'll go on the uh, Remember Us tour. The Wait, I think I remember them tour. Yeah. <laughs> the sad nostalgia of your yesteryear. The just hanging up already tour. That's yeah, basically that's what that's what it is. <laughs> so don't these people have lives yet? Oh man. Well, you've kind of talked about. We still um, want to sex you up. <laughs> um, we've talked a little bit about working in different areas and stuff, but kind of having this as like your 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 hub, like where you guys have kind of set up and have made your life. Is there kind of one thing or one idea that kind of keeps you guys here that makes you love Oklahoma City? Um, I am very attached to the people and to the, the culture around here um, because I get to work with out-of-towners all the time, so I get a nice glimpse into everybody else's green pastures all the time, and the pastures aren't so green. <laughs> But here, it really feels like, yeah, we have insane weather, and there's downsides. There's downsides to every place. But, hey, at least we don't have so many homeless people that the heroin needles just are strewn across the street everywhere. <laughs> Everybody wants to move uh, to L.A. It's not Austin, damn. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, um, right now, we're the, the film industry is at a place where I can make a living here still, and we don't have to move away to, like, New Mexico or Georgia or something like that. I'm gonna hang on to that for dear life because uh, her fam, for her, her family, fam, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, her family is still here. My family's kind of scattered all over the nation, so <laughs> my family's never been one to be like, "We're all gonna gather together." We're all like, "Let's see how far apart we could possibly get." <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna meet once a year for Christmas. We're gonna drive Grandma crazy, and until she's borderline suicidal, and then we'll scatter. <laughs> The Gililands scattering that, to all that ends is the of Gilliland the, way, <laughs> <laughs> all ends of the map. That's right, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I think we're we're staking here as for as long as we can because we do want to eventually have kids. We're looking to maybe like starting to have kids maybe in a year and a half or two years. So I re I really need a break. I need a big break, people. So if y'all could just give me all of your money, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Everyone go to patreon.com slash Okie Show Show and be like, <laughs> here's my monies. He's got bills to pay. <laughs> They've got possums to raise. He's got possums to raise. <laughs> we didn't even get into the possum I story. Know, I was just thinking about that, that little, that picture. I always think of that picture of her holding the possum. Yeah, but we have to, we have to tell it now, but I'll, I'll make it quick. Take it away. Okay, so we used to, <laughs> we lived in this house where we knew it was time to move when my wife, I was out on a job, and my wife sent me a picture of her holding this possum. 
not not a small possum, not a baby possum. It was a big bitch for sure. It was a fucking possum in our house. And she was like, look what I just found underneath the sink. And I was like, that's that's not a mouse and that's not a rat. <laughs> that is somewhere in between a mouse and a cat. And I just made nice a Dr. Rhyme. rhyme. Very nice. Yeah. Bars. And I said, we cannot have this giant rat. We cannot have that. We no, we can't. <laughs> that's that's all I got. No. Um, so then she got rid of the. We, she got rid of it. I told her kill it. She was like, okay, I'm not gonna kill it. I'm just gonna get rid of it. A week later, what shows up but the possum again? The same possum, <laughs> the same freaking possum. I know it's the same possum because she took another picture and was like, look, it's the same damn possum. <laughs> And I went all CSI and compared photos. It was like, that's the same fucker that's been crawling underneath our house. So, I was, so again, I'm out on a job and I'm like, okay, you've got to get rid of this possum. You've got to, please kill the possum. This is what, this is what men do <laughs> when we have to defend our home. We have to kill I want it dead. I want its family dead. I want it, I want it dead and on a, on a pike. So she got rid of the possum again. So one day I'm home. I'm home alone, and I need something in the drawer in the kitchen. And so I open the drawer. There's a fucking possum in the drawer looking up at me <laughs> like I'm interrupting do his you, day. Do you mind? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and like at this point, I, I didn't know what to do, so I just shut the drawer <laughs> and then finished my dummy. Like, I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm not getting it because it's a possum. It's a rabid animal, probably rabid. In your home. In my home. It is invading my space. So we decided, okay, we need, now is the time. We've been asking God for a sign when it's time to move. I think a possum living in our house is a sign. <laughs> it's a pretty obvious sign. Time to go. Dude, that thing is so big. So we have to try to remember to put it. It was huge. I have to try to remember to grab that picture and... Uh, so we post it when that episode, this yeah, episode comes out. Please, yeah, please do. So we moved into a house. Gigantic. <laughs> but the house that my wife chose for us to move in was the house across the street from our old house. So now when I have my breakfast, I can sit in my breakfast table and I can look out the window across the yard to the possum's house. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you he has taken the house. <laughs> He has taken it. He has multiplied. Like this he whole has built an army of possums. Yeah. And I guarantee someday he will return. <laughs> hey, they'll take over the block, but they'll be like, no, those, those guys, those are, guys cool. are cool. <laughs> They're on the show. When I was but a young possum, she let me live. Not <laughs> once, not twice, but three times a possum. Thrice. <laughs> but thrice lived. How funny, man. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Good times. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come chat with me, man. I know Thanks for having me, It's been a long man. time coming trying to get you on. I so. know. <laughs> this is fun. But uh, why don't you tell people where they can follow Okie Show Show and keep up with like uh, your for podcast sure. and everything. So you can go to okieshowshow.com and you can see all the different stuff that we have to offer. We have a podcast. We have a YouTube channel that we that we show the podcast if you want to actually watch us. But then you can also watch original sketches that we do, original little comedy sketches. We have improv jams that we put on once a month. It's probably, it's about to be twice a month. So you can get information about that there. But other than okishowshow.com, check us out on iTunes, uh, 
Google Play, everywhere you get your podcast, Stitcher, which I just discovered is a thing. Yeah. And we apparently we've been on for forever. That's always fun that to RSS find out. That man, goes everywhere. I'm saying. But then also Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our handle is at Okie Show Show. Check us out. Like our stuff. Subscribe and leave a review. <laughs> Validate me. Validate me. I want a review oh, to the tune a- of, oh my God, it's the perfect <laughs> podcast. You guys have a uh, Patreon too, right? We do. If you if you like what you hear on our show and you like to be a part of it, and we do involve our patrons in the stuff that we do, go to patreon.com slash show show and you can choose different tiers. You'll get the you'll get episodes a full five days early. You'll depending on what your tier you get into, like you might end up getting a surprise prop from one of the sketches that we shoot. You might actually end up in a sketch, that kind of thing. That's fun, man. So I love times. the interactivity for sure. It's fun. It's a lot. Of, <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> We're having writers meetings tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, as always, guys, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast. T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me, man. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.